0: Section number six of Gray's Anatomy, part four. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by M. L. Cohen. Anatomy of the Human Body, part four, by Henry Gray. The Spinal Cord, part two. Structure of the Gray Substance. The gray substance consists of numerous nerve cells and nerve fibers held together by neuroglia. Throughout the greater part of the gray substance, the neuroglia presents the appearance of a sponge-like network. But around the central canal and on the apices of the posterior columns, it consists of the gelatinous substance already referred to. The nerve cells are multipolar and vary greatly in size and shape. They consist of 1. Motor cells of large size, which are situated in the anterior horn, and are especially numerous in the cervical and lumbar enlargements. The axons of most of these cells pass out from the anterior nerve roots, but before leaving the white substance they frequently give off collaterals, which re-enter and ramify in the grey substance. 2. Cells of small or medium size, whose axons pass into the white matter, where some pursue an ascending and others a descending course but most of them divide in a T-shaped manner into descending and ascending processes. They give off collaterals which enter and ramify into the gray substance, and the terminations of the axons behave in a similar manner. The lengths of these axons vary greatly. Some are short and pass only between the joining spinal segments, while others are longer and connect more distant segments. These cells and their processes constitute a series of association or intersegmental neurons which link together to different parts of the medulla spinalis. The axons of most of these cells are confined to the side of the medulla spinalis in which the nerve cells are situated, but some cross to the opposite side through the anterior commissures and are termed crossed commissural fibers. Some of these latter end directly in the gray substance while others enter the white substance and ascend or descend in it for varying distances before finally terminating in the gray substance. 3. Cells of the type two of Golgi, limited for the most part to the posterior column, are found also in the substantia gelatinosa of Rolando. Their axons are short and entirely confined to the gray substance, in which they break up into numerous fine filaments. Most of the nerve cells are arranged in longitudinal columns and appear as groups on transverse section. Nerve Cells in the Anterior Column The nerve cells in the anterior column are arranged in columns of varying length. The longest occupies the medial part of the anterior column and is named the anteromedial column. It is well marked in C4, C5, again from C8 to L4. It disappears in L5 and S1, but is well marked in S2, S3, and S4. Open parens, Bruce, close parens, see footnote, footnote, topical atlas of the spinal cord, 1901, end footnote. Behind it is a dorsal medial column of small cells which is not represented in L5, S1, S2 nor below S4. Its axons probably pass into the dorsal rami of the spinal nerves to supply the dorsal musculature of the spinal column. In the cervical and lumbar enlargements, where the anterior column is expanded in a lateral direction, The following additional columns are present. That is, a anterolateral, which consists of two groups: one in C4, C5, C6; the other in C6, C7, C8 in the cervical enlargement, and of a group from L2 to S2 in the lumbosacral enlargement. B posterior lateral in the lower five cervical, lower four lumbar, and upper three sacral segments. C post-posterior lateral in the last cervical, first thoracic, and upper 3-sacral segments, and D, a central, in the lower 4-lumbar and upper 2-sacral segments. These cell groups are evidently related to the nerve roots of the brachial and sacral plexuses and supply fibers to the muscles of the arm and leg. Throughout the base of the anterior column are scattered solitary cells, the axons of some of which form cross commissural fibers, while others constitute the motor fibers of the posterior nerve roots. Footnote Lenhasik and Kahal found that in the chick embryo, the axons of a few of these nerve cells passed backwards through the posterior column and emerged as the motor fibers of the posterior nerve roots. These fibers are said to control the peristaltic movement of the intestine. Their presence in man has not yet been determined. End footnote. Nerve cells in the lateral column These form a column which is best marked where the lateral gray column is differentiated that is in the thoracic region. But it can be traced throughout the entire length of the medulla spinalis in the form of groups of small cells, which are situated in the anterior part of the formatio reticularis. In the upper part of the cervical region and lower part of the medulla oblongata, as well as in the third and fourth sacral segments, this column is again differentiated. In the medulla, it is known as the lateral nucleus. The cells of this column are fusiform or star-shaped, and of a medium size. The axons of some of them pass into the anterior nerve roots by which they are carried to the sympathetic nerve. They constitute the white rami, and are sympathetic or visceral efferent fibers. They are also known as preganglionic fibers of the sympathetic system. The axons of others pass into the anterior and lateral funiculi where they become longitudinal. Nerve cells in the posterior column One, the dorsal nucleus, nucleus dorsalis, column of Clark, occupies the medial part of the base of the posterior column and appears on the transverse section as a well-defined oval area. It begins below at the level of the second or third lumbar nerve and reaches its maximum size opposite the twelfth thoracic nerve. Above the level of the ninth thoracic nerve, its size diminishes And the column ends opposite the last cervical or first thoracic nerve. It represented, however, in the other regions by scattered cells which become aggregated to form a cervical nucleus opposite the third cervical nerve and a sacral nucleus in the middle and lower part of the sacral region. Its cells are of medium size and of an oval or piriform shape. Their axons pass into the peripheral part of the lateral funiculus of the same side and there ascend probably in the dorsospinocerebellar, direct cerebellar, vesiculus. 2. The nerve cells in the substantia gelatinosa of Rolando are arranged in three zones, a posterior or marginal of large angular or fusiform cells, an intermediate of small fusiform cells, and an anterior of star-shaped cells. The axons of these cells pass into the lateral and posterior funiculi, and there assume a vertical course. In the anterior zone, some Golgi cells are found whose short axons ramify in the gray substance. 3. Solitary cells of varying forms and size are scattered throughout the posterior column. Some of these are grouped to form the posterior basal column in the base of the posterior column, lateral to the dorsal nucleus. The posterior basal column is well marked in the gorilla, but is ill defined in man. The axons of its cells pass partly to the posterior and lateral funiculi of the same side and partly through the anterior white commissure to the lateral funiculus of the opposite side. Golgi cells, type 2, located in this region send axons to the lateral and ventral columns. A few star shaped or fusiform nerve cells of varying size are found in the substantia gelatinosa centralis. Their axons pass into the lateral funiculus of the same or of the opposite side. The nerve fibers in the gray substance form a dense interlacement of minute fibrils among the nerve cells. This interlacement is formed partly of axons which pass from the cells in the gray substance to enter the white funiculi or nerve roots, partly of the axons of Golgi cells which ramify only in the gray substance, and partly of collaterals from the nerve fibers in the white funiculi which as already stated, enter the gray substance and ramify within it. White Substance Substantia Alba The white substance of the medulla spinalis consists of medullated nerve fibers embedded in a sponge-like network of neuroglia and is arranged in three funiculi, anterior, lateral, and posterior. The anterior funiculus lies between the anterior median fissure and the most lateral of the anterior nerve roots. The lateral funiculus between these nerve roots and the posterior lateral sulcus, and the posterior funiculus between the posterior lateral and the posterior median sulci. The fibers vary greatly in thickness, the smaller being found in the fasciculus gracilis, the tract of Lissauer, and inner part of the lateral funiculus, while the largest are situated in the anterior funiculus and in the peripheral part of the lateral funiculus. Some of the nerve fibers assume a more or less transverse direction, as, for example, those which cross from side to side in the anterior white commissure. But the majority pursue a longitudinal course and are divisible into one, those connecting the medulla spinalis with the brain and conveying impulses to or from the latter, and two, those which are confined to the medulla spinalis and link together its different segments, that is, intersegmental or association fibers. Nerve fasciculi The longitudinal fibers are grouped into more or less definite bundles or fasciculi. These are not recognizable from each other in the normal state, and their existence has been determined by the following methods. 1. A. Waller discovered that if a bundle of nerve fibers be cut, the portions of the fibers which are separated from their cells rapidly degenerate and become atrophied, while the cells and the parts of the fibers connected with them undergo little alteration. See footnote. Somewhat later, a change termed chromatolysis takes place in the nerve cells and consists of a breaking down and an ultimate disappearance of the Nissel bodies. Further, the body of the cell is swollen, the nucleus displaced towards the periphery, and the part of the axon still attached to the altered cell is diminished in size and somewhat atrophied. Under favorable conditions, the cell is capable of reassuming its normal appearance, and its axon may grow again. End footnote. This is known as Wallerian degeneration. Similarly, if a group of nerve cells be destroyed, the fibers arising from them undergo degeneration. Thus, if the motor cells of the cerebral cortex be destroyed, or if the fibers arising from these cells be severed, a descending degeneration from the seat of injury takes place in the fibers. In the same manner, if a spinal ganglion be destroyed, or the fibers which pass from it into the medulla spinalis be cut, an ascending degeneration will extend along these fibers. 2. Pathological changes, especially in man, have given important information by causing ascending and descending degeneration. 3. By tracing the development of the nervous system, it has been observed that at first the nerve fibers are merely naked axis cylinders and that they do not all acquire their medullary sieves at the same time. Hence, the fibers can be grouped into different bundles according to the dates at which they receive their medullary sheaths. 4. Various methods of staining nervous tissue are of great value in tracing the course and mode of termination of the axis cylinder processes. Fasciculi in the anterior funiculus. Descending fasciculi. The anterior cerebrospinal, fasciculus cerebrospinalis anterior, direct pyramidal tract, which is usually small but varies inversely in size with the lateral cerebrospinal funiculus. It lies close to the anterior median fissure and is present only in the upper part of the medulla spinalis, gradually diminishing in size as it descends. It ends about the middle of the thoracic region. It consists of descending fibers which arise from cells in the motor area of the cerebral hemisphere of the same side, and which, as they run downward in the medulla spinalis, cross in succession through the anterior white commissure to the opposite side, where they end, either directly or indirectly, by arborizing around the motor cells in the anterior column. A few of its fibers are said to pass to lateral columns of the same side and to the gray matter at the base of the posterior column they conduct voluntary motor impulses from the precentral gyrus to the motor centers of the cord. The vestibulospinal fasciculus, situated chiefly in the marginal part of the funiculus and mainly derived from the cells of Dieter's nucleus, of the same and opposite side, that is, the chief terminal nucleus of the vestibular nerve. Fibers are also contributed to this fasciculus from scattered cells of the articular formation of the medulla oblongata, the pons, and the midbrain, tegmentum. The other terminal nuclei of the vestibular nerve also contributes fibers. In the brainstem, these fibers form part of the median longitudinal bundle. The fasciculus can be traced to the sacral region. Its terminals and collaterals end either directly or indirectly among the motor cells of the anterior column. This fasciculus is probably concerned with equilibratory reflexes. The tectospinal fasciculus situated partly in the anterior and partly in the lateral funiculus, is mainly derived from the opposite superior colliculus of the midbrain. The fibers from the superior colliculus cross the median raphe in the fountain decussation of minert and descend as the ventral longitudinal bundle in the reticular formation of the brainstem. Its collaterals and terminals end either directly or indirectly among the motor cells of the anterior column of the same side. Since the superior colliculus is an important visual reflex center, the tectospinal fasciculus is probably concerned with visual reflexes. Ascending fasciculi. The ventral spinothalamic fasciculus, situated in the marginal part of the funiculus and intermingled more or less with the vestibulospinal fasciculus, is derived from cells in the posterior column or intermediate gray matter of the opposite side. Their axons cross in the anterior commissure. This is a somewhat doubtful fasciculus, and its fibers are supposed to end in the thalamus and to conduct certain of the touch impulses. The remaining fibers of the anterior funiculus constitute what is termed the anterior proper fasciculus, fasciculus anterior proprious, anterior basis bundle. It consists of a longitudinal intersegmental fibers which arise from cells in the gray substance more especially from those of the medial group of the anterior column, and, after a longer or shorter course, re-enter the gray substance. B. Fibers which cross in the anterior white commissure from the gray substance of the opposite side. End of section 6.